This is Holistic Hysteria. Welcome to this episode of Holistic Hysteria, where we have casual conversations about everything life and kind of take our spin on it into how to maybe improve it uh, through a holistic health approach or just chat about things in general. So, um, hello Kelly, how are you today? I'm doing well. Hello Jessica. We are hanging out um, again in a beautiful day. We have the door open of the studio so you may hear some birds and all of that and speaking of what you're going to hear, this is a very adult episode. Mm. So, if there are little ears around um, or even not so little, but maybe uh, you know, teenage, not adult eight years. This is yeah. This is this is for adults only. <laughs> yes, this, you will want to yeah. turn it off or put earbuds in or uh, headphones on, what have you. Uh, listen to this when you're not with your children. Mm-hmm. And when you you know when you say something is adult, it just sounds so naughty. But in this case, that's it's kind of one hundred percent. Yeah. So, adults only. Welcome yeah. today. Adults only. And, you know, we don't get real explicit on this show just so yeah. it can be shared with multiple uh, ranges of the population and all of that. So, depending on where you are in your life, um, age-wise, relationship-wise, you know, this is going to hit you how it hits you. And this is by no means, there's nothing judgmental about what we're going to talk about. No. Um, there's nothing, you probably don't want to sway you one way or the other about anything we talk about today. It really came about because when we first started this podcast over a year ago, we were doing research on the title, Mm -hmm. Holistic Hysteria. Welcome. Um, and some very interesting things came up about real, real life history. And I was fascinated and shared it with Kelly. And now we're definitely going to get red faced, uh, talking today. So I'm glad that like in an embarrassed way, not a mad way. So we're really glad that you can't see us. Um, but we felt like, you know, it would be fun to kind of just explore this topic, put some stuff out there and, um, just kind of, you know, let you just take it how how you take it and um hopefully it's at least entertaining and a little bit educational and helps you just explore maybe a part of your life that you don't feel so confident or real rounded in or whatever um you know there's there's a lots of pieces that go into overall health and we're going to talk about sexual health today um so obviously again that's why this is an adult um episode and so it all started when I was researching about holistic hysteria. Um, I wanted to use the word holistic, and Kelly came up with the word hysteria. And we've mentioned before about how it's so easy for mainly the male gender to explain away um, things they don't understand or uncomfortable about, or uh, uncomfortable about regarding females with the word hysteria or hysterical. And turns out um, this is way deeper than we realize, especially when it comes to uh, physicians actually treating people back in the day with the diagnosis of hysteria. Mm-hmm. And it was way more common with females. And, you know, there were different physicians that treated it different ways. Um, there were ones that required bed rest and not to use your brain. They, you know, really limited intellectual activity. And, you know, anytime. If you look up hysteria, it's basically like any extreme emotion or um, excitement or whatever, whether it's anger excitement or happy excitement or whatever, you're just really, really 
overly emotional about a certain topic and it's usually thought of like at groups of people Mm -hmm. and whether you're together in a group or females as a group so Mm -hmm. when you think about it like that um I don't know you probably had somebody call you hysterical at some point in your life and it's not necessarily a bad thing I mean it's fun to get kind of have hysteria around you know, something that you're really passionate about and learning about or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever phase you are in your life where there's something new that you're kind of getting into. But at the same time, you don't want to live your life always hysterical, I guess. Yeah, and I think that that term is often, it, it has negative overtones yes. to it. Um, or at least for me, when I hear it, I think, mm, you know. Yeah. I it is It is kind of a derogatory yeah something and so I guess Mm -hmm. through my research a little bit more about the word hysteria I'm not so it's not as negative as it was I guess I would say but I still see it as you know kind of a cop-out really Mm -hmm. I mean it's like okay come on now like there's there's more going on I think you know uh, May is mental health mental health awareness month and Mm -hmm. so when you kind of think about things that present outwardly it's usually something going on on the inside that kind of leads to that right like if somebody just seems you know if whether it's depression or they're they're dressing a certain way to get attention or they're a gossiper about people that they actually really care about or you know or can't hold meaningful relationships or whatever I mean there's so many things that you know happen and present themselves in our real life relationships or jobs or personalities or whatever that's really it's all really comes back to what you're dealing with in your mind. And, you know, if it's literal things that happen to you that you have to process from your past, um, things that you need to let go of and kind of move on from, like there's just so many things that, I mean, it's a lot, it's a full-time job really to stay mentally healthy. Yes. Um, so that just, it's just, you know, kind of a reflection on that, like where we're going to go with this. So, you know, if you're someone who, um, you feel like sexual health isn't something you want to talk about or listen to or whatever. You don't have to listen to this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is not going in any certain direction. But researching this topic, learning more about hysteria, we stumbled upon... Um, what is, I was also looking up like different podcasts. Like If I searched holistic hysteria, what came up? And one of the number one search results was one called Orgasmic Enlightenment. And... Um, you can look her up. Her name is Kim Anami, and I shared this with Kelly um, not too long ago, actually, and it's really hard not to kind of either just want to, like, hide your face or laugh out loud when you listen to her speak, but you may be somebody that really relates to her, um, and she kind of talks about the whole spirituality linked to sexuality and how, you know, we all have these bodies. They're all made to, you know, to have sex and procreate and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, obviously everybody's body is a little bit different. You know, it's kind of hard to do stuff if you're missing, you know, certain key things or whatever. Maybe you're not able to reproduce or whatever the case may be. This is not, you know, to to make anybody feel any certain way about that. It's just in general, most humans are meant to have sex or meant to um, enjoy their bodies, right? So she really, I mean, she doesn't hold back does she Kelly about her (laughs) the way she describes not even a little bit not even a little bit I mean you can even just look at the top every one of her episodes has an explicit rating so for um, sure yeah for sure I I was listening to an episode in my car alone 
And I was embarrassed. <laughs> and then I was like, what is wrong? I felt so naughty. Yeah. I mean, you know, like just listening to it. So, yeah, for, for sure it is very explicit. Yeah. So, it's just an interesting. And in that she's not the only person like that out there. No. She um, basically considers herself a sexual therapist and a vaginal weightlifter, which is something which I didn't even know existed. Me neither until recently. Yeah. Very recently. Very recently. And, you know, um, it, she's not alone on that either. So, you just you have to appreciate all types of people. What I mm-hmm. what I appreciate most about her her episodes are that whole connection to your whole body. And sometimes when we feel you know not as confident in ourselves and stuff, we may be thinking that other people are like maybe even your own partner are judging your body in a way that they're not because we have all these walls that we build up and these expectations that we have. I mean, you see. Like, take porn, for instance. If you see porn, like, you feel like you're supposed to look a certain way. Like, so much of that is fake, right? Mm-hmm. It's very, it can be very cheesy. It's not real life. And I think for so... Really? You yeah. Mean the, right. You mean the, uh, <laughs> that doesn't happen in the workplace or well, the, yes. wherever the, the plot is? <laughs> not saying that it doesn't. I just, definitely not on a regular basis, right? Like, you should not... Um, hold yourself to unreal, unrealistic expectations, exactly. I guess. And it really, the, to the whole holistic health part of it, for me, it kind of t- circles back around to really embracing who you are, mm-hmm. where you're at with your in your life, and making the most and the best of it, trying to be better, not perfect, from where you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is liberating if you can be... I don't know, more free with your sexuality, with your partner and stuff. And a lot of times if there's like a disconnection there, a lot of times it's communication. It's, you know, stuff that's in your own head. So not going to get too much into that. I'm not a sex therapist. It's just very, just to preface, if you go search her podcast, um, she comes from it from a sexual therapist point of yes. view and so she has no problem saying anything and everything and no. sharing her own stories it's she's very very open about it yes and, and if, i think i wasn't ready for it <laughs> but at the same time i'm not i'm not coming down on her for it no. you know like i'm not i'm not it's judging pretty it it's eye opening as far yeah. as you know that somebody she's so liberated that she can just say certain words over and over and over. And well, and I think that, and we talked about this before we started recording, as for me, this is, and, and some of you may relate to this, when you become a parent, you you censor your speech and your actions so much that sometimes that kind of, I don't know what the right term is, but it, it generalizes, I guess, to all of your being and so it's hard to identify as someone's mother and as a sexual being at the same time and you're you're so used to censoring on television or radio certain words and phrases and then and then when you're by yourself and you and you hear those you're like oh my gosh you know you feel like something's wrong are you it's it's bad yeah you're way more sensitive to it because you've kind of like it's not like you've you lost your kids listening to it, right? It's, yeah, you're almost like looking in the back seat, you like, know, to oh make my sure gosh, they're still somewhere, even though they're at school, they're right. somehow hearing this. They're gonna hear it. It's gonna yeah. translate. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I definitely relate to that. Um, you know, as a parent of three children, you know, eleven or you know, almost eleven and under, I feel like, you know, I don't know. As soon as you have kids, really, 
and, and, and they can hear you, <laughs> you know, it, it really mm-hmm. starts when they are, you know, yeah. could repeat what you say and they'll remember what happens and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. It's, you're very protective of that. Not that, I don't know. And this is where I have this weird blurred line too, because this whole wanting, um, my kids to be very confident with their bodies and, you know, in, empowered too, so that nobody bullies them about their bodies or takes advantage of their bodies yeah. and that kind of thing. And at the same time that they fully do get to the point eventually way in the future when they're adults <laughs> that they appreciate what their bodies are capable of mm-hmm. as far as that goes, you yeah. know, cause I feel like, there is something magical that can happen when you really are, are intimately connected. And that doesn't always mean just sex either, obviously. Right. So, but I feel like to be intimately connected to somebody, you know, you're not ashamed of yourself. And that's mm-hmm. not just your body. It's it's everything about you, right? Mm-hmm. So, and that's what we're trying to break down the walls of, you know, kind of being ashamed of who you are, whether it's because you've gained weight or it's because you don't have the job you thought you would at this age or you don't have the money you thought you'd have at this age or you don't have kids like you thought you would or whatever. Like, you know, leave, letting go of all of that should have, mm-hmm. would have, could have stuff and just really kind of, okay, starting right now, what can I embrace about myself to improve my life mm-hmm. and improve my health? Mm-hmm. And so back to the whole old school, very old, school, uh, very like old school, 1800s, yes. 18, oh, 18th, 18th century. So it technically started. That's what the 1700s. Oh, wow. Very, very old, school. very old school originating with literally the terms about female hysteria and into the 1800s, um, 19th century of, of doctors, physicians, literally treating women who were diagnosed quote unquote with hysteria they were stimulating their genitalia at their doctor's visits so at the doctor's office the doctor was stimulating a doctor was and yes. that's that's so wow. okay now that sounds completely illegal right like it is <laughs> um but back it's in, certainly unethical exactly uh, yeah now right. people would get in a lot of trouble i mean unless yes. i guess if it's set up for that and you're I like that's I mean, that doesn't exist, obviously, nowadays, Mm -hmm. um, without there being some really shady stuff going on. So, Mm -hmm. I had no idea that this Mm -hmm. existed back in the day. Um, It was was thought that a lot of hysteria came from um, lack of sexual pleasure for women, which, okay, I can relate to that. I get a little crazy if it's been too long. Um, (laughs) Just saying. But when you think about the fact that these, on a regular basis, the the answer for the doctors to treat these women was, you know, that, it just blows my mind. Yeah. And so it started, obviously, they, it goes into detail. You can Google female hysteria and see more of the details i will try not to get too graphic yeah and just welcome to the rabbit hole. yeah welcome to the rabbit that. hole and just say we, you were warned we warned yeah. you it's very <laughs> it's very deep um but it went so then you think about i don't know years and decades of this going on and then somebody i've read that it was a physician i don't really know you know for sure where it came from Actually, my husband found the article because he was our audio engineer when we were very professional at the beginning, and now he <laughs> doesn't have time for us. But um, we, he was helping me research the title to make sure that you know if anybody Googled it, what would happen, and if nobody had the name and all that. He found an article that, that did claim, and it named a doctor, and I don't have the article, so I don't know the name, but 
um, that it was a doctor that invented the vibrator so that it would be easier to for him to do his job when these hysterical females came into his office and this is what was the treatment and all of that. Because he was getting tired. Frankly. Exactly. To let his hands not have to work. So he was very carpal tunnel. I don't know if it was a thing. Oh my gosh, y'all. Can you imagine? Like our great, 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 great grandparents. No. I, so I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> and I'm going to say no. I don't even know. I wish that I knew somebody in person that, that had, that knows at least somebody that that was an actual thing with. But it's well documented. I mean, I just, I didn't even know. So anyway. Um, so thank you to that doctor, whoever invented the vibrator. Um, but I just have to say that it's, uh, it's so bizarre to read about all that. And so then you take it. So then as the, it's not as, as kosher or as popular anymore to use the term hysteria or female hysteria as an actual medical condition, like it had been, I mean, it dated back to ancient Greece, it said, I mean, it like, so we'll see. Um, what your opinion is, if you, if you are one of these people that's going to go down the rabbit hole with us and let us know, um, you know, your take on it, but it's, it's just enlightening to see how it all transformed or, you know, transpired over the years into, into that. And then the female hysteria, actual medical diagnosis lost its luster and they realized, okay, well, that's not exactly the thing, um, that you can diagnose like that. And then it, so it switches and then there's all this continued repression in my eyes, as far as like female sexuality goes, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have the, like the leave it to beaver bomb, like pops in my head. You know, we're talking about like when you become parents, it's like, it's really hard to like still be this overtly sexual human, you know, being or whatever. And, but then you're expected to be, if you're comparing yourself to like, the porn and the other overtly sexual stuff that's it, it's obviously when social media hit the internet kind of brought a lot mm-hmm. of that pressure you know to like to to be super sexual but yet you've got to be this you know very whatever polished mom who obviously isn't going to walk around in um you know lingerie all the time because you have little kids running around right mm-hmm. and so right i don't know you just and so you can see the history too of you know, women being kind of repressed and obviously they don't have as many rights and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it kind of evolving into really owning your whole power. There's this weird sexual part that kind of comes along. And it doesn't have to be like nasty and overtly in your face, but it's like, it's been an interesting, you know, um, chain of events to kind of see as women have more rights and have more power positions and stuff in life women in general are are embracing their sexuality a little bit more and being more vocal about um you know if wrongs were hap- were ha- you know happened to them about sexual encounters and all that kind of stuff i mean it's it's shedding a lot of light on um just the the disconnection between men and sexuality and female and sexuality and how we're all supposed to coexist together as you know in coming together and it doesn't even have to be just male and female obviously you know, um, there's, there's plenty of ways to be a sexual being without being tied to, you know, a certain other sex or gender, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just a fantastically interesting, um, chain of events that's happened since, you know, the, the straight up hysteria days. Um, so I'm sure lots of parents could, you know, especially women, um, but lots of parents can 
you know, relate to us when we say that it's, it's, a, it's a weird balancing act you have to do after you have kids. But I want to encourage people to be more, to, I just guess just to own your body more, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's really like I'm not going to, there's no specific sexual anything I'm going to encourage you to do because it's a private matter. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. want to be too right. uh, We're not getting in your bedroom. Yeah, we're not in your bedroom. I don't nope. want you in my bedroom. Nope. Um, I'm not ashamed to talk about it with people only mm-hmm. because I feel like that's a very real part of our lives and, mm-hmm. you know, our overall health and stuff. But, you know, if you're someone that maybe experienced, you know, trauma around sexuality, you're obviously not going to be in the same place as somebody who didn't. Mm-hmm. So there, you can't compare yourself to others, and yeah. you are on your own personal journey when it comes to that. But the, really just the encouragement that, that I mentioned is really more about like exploring your own body, knowing what your body is capable of, and being open like you know, from your heart out to know that um, there's nothing to be ashamed about you know, when it comes to your body. And I think a lot – there's so much of that when you're younger too, you're like as you're – developing and, and figuring out your body and all that kind of stuff and you know when you first start getting like sexually active there's just a lot you don't know until mm-hmm. you know you mm-hmm. know and which is fine um a lot of people you know uh, dr ruth was a big thing back in our day i remember um, dr ruth is she still alive do you know is she st- oh, i don't know if she's still that. talking um about all things sex that was very you know you, she definitely was a grandma age and you know, and it was very scientific, you know, about how, you know, being able to have certain experiences sexually kind of helped you have this, like, you know, release of chemicals in your brain and ha- just helped your body function better. So I just think that's so fascinating that it's been such a hush-hush topic for so long, but then you have people like Dr. Ruth and those people that for decades, you know, decades before have already been trying to you know just be candid about it and put it out there and Mm -hmm. not make it like so taboo Uh, dr ruth is still alive she is 92 oh my goodness Mm -hmm. that's awesome and apparently still tweeting and okay well i should be following dr ruth apparently she's out there dr ruth uh, is it Westheimer? I think that's is that how you right. say it. Westheimer. Yeah. I'm sure I'm not doing it justice because yeah. she's German American. Right. And so I'm with the Southern accent, not doing it justice. But that that's who. Yeah. She is still alive today. That's very interesting. Um, <clears throat> obviously, if you just Google Dr. Ruth, you'll find her. And oh yeah. Um, it's just. I think part of that, obviously, you know, we're not suggesting you listen to it in front of kids. As we said, we don't want you to listen to this episode in front of kids. But I think being confident is a sensual, sexual, able to be intimate with somebody else. Like I said, it's not always sex when you're talking about intimacy. Being able to be open and connect with other people and, and, and stand in your power and be confident and all that, it, it does help you have a more full life in my opinion um now obviously if you're someone who's coming from you know a traumatic place you have a a longer journey ahead of you maybe to get there but I I just want to you know encourage everybody to keep working towards that and um you know to maybe I don't know I don't know get experimental I'm not saying don't do anything unsafe I'm just saying you know (laughs) you never know what it can lead to if you listen to something like the um orgasmic enlightenment uh Mm -hmm. podcast or there's probably many others out there there was a lot more that came up but like some of the cover shots were like girls 
in nothing but like underwear and like the the label of the podcast was like across their boobs and I was like mm. I'm maybe prejudging but I was like it's probably a, a little more raunchy than mm. I want to listen to because if you think about it like you know Kelly and I are both around forty we have kids we live in a small town you know whatever whatever it's very different from the conversations we were having back in college you know sure. and the things that happened back in college um, it's it's a very different time in our lives so you know you've got to take that into consideration obviously you're going just like everything you go through phases and cycles in life it's the same thing Mm -hmm. with your sexuality so whatever you're doing with your sexuality I just hope that it's it's something that's helping build your confidence and your empowerment up and not making you feel worse about yourself um because if you feel icky after anything where you're just you know trying to be more sexual trying to be more sensual trying to be more intimate and it leaves you feeling worse about yourself mm-hmm. question that mm-hmm. you know audit that situation dig a little deeper and try to see like what all is connected to what's going on um because because that's powerful when you can you know take action steps that help build you up as a person without you know tearing somebody else down um that is living, you know. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I know this is kind of a weird, maybe slightly uncomfortable topic, but <laughs> um, I just thought it was really, you know, it was very interesting how it all came about. Um, and without, you know, getting too far into it, um, we'll just leave it at that and let mm-hmm. you kind of do your own research. And mm-hmm. um, that's something, obviously, that can be done behind closed doors. And, <laughs> you know, you listening, it can be done in your earbuds. Like, nobody mm-hmm. has to know. But, you know, listening to that podcast and others and researching this stuff and having conversations like with my husband and everything, it's been kind of enlightening too, to realize where we are in the world as opposed to hundreds of years ago, you know, like thinking about like, that's the way people saw things and lived and that the real things that happened in life. So it's going to be interesting to see like in another 200 years, what's going to be weird about what we're doing right now you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the world. So yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a lot. They're going to say, but, boy, they got that wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, Years from now, I think uh, though, I would just say, you know, love yourself, your body. If you, um, are feeling just to kind of piggyback on what Jessica said, if your your movements, your actions throughout the day are what you, if it's making you to feel confident, if it's if it's making you to feel like you are a better you every day, only comparing yourself to you, then that's that's what you're going for. And this particular segment is no exception, right. in my opinion. Exactly. You, just, you everything that you move you, as your body moves, as you think, as you experience life. Um, you're just trying to be a little bit better version of yourself every day. And uh, if that is happening, that's a good thing. And if it is not, then it's time to, to take a look and see because everybody is a beautiful being. You're and worthy of love. Exactly. You're worthy of happiness. You're worthy of intimacy. Yep. You know, all of that stuff is kind of tied into self-worth, self-love. Yep. Um, all of that. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you need to do a little extra self-care this weekend, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it looks like however it looks, that's fine. Like, I just feel like there's so, especially with social media, it's so easy to get wrapped up in like, you know, I'm supposed to be this way or, or I'm just, 
there's no point. That comparison. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. It will wreck you. I yep. mean, yep. and so, you know, don't be afraid to kind of just change things up and, and, and change those action steps. Just like I would tell you if you're, you know, trying to eat healthier, you have to change what you're eating. If you're wanting a healthier sexual relationship, you have to change what you're doing, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean do whatever the other person says just because or anything like that. It's really, you know, looking inward and how is your energy coming across? How how are you dealing with things that have happened to you and how are you portraying yourself and how confident are you in all of that? And um, so, again, sexuality is a part of human life. So that's why it's, you know, it's, it's just going to be a part of your holistic health and how far you want to go with it, totally up to you, just like everything else when it comes to habits. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, no judgment. No. We really appreciate you listening to this podcast mm-hmm. and we would love for you to give us a rating, comment, share um, if you found it valuable and if you have any feedback for us, definitely yes. don't hold back. Yes. And I am so grateful that we've come off this way because I am going to the doctor's tomorrow. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but it, it's it's for a, a knee injury. Yep. Luckily, <laughs> he's not going to be like, Kelly, you seem a little hysterical. No, no. I will be out of there <laughs> very quickly. Oh, my gosh. That's um, too funny. But, yeah, for, for sure. Tell us, you know, give us your feedback. Um, help us to um, dive into some more topics that you might find interesting. And along the way, researching it, I'm sure we will find it interesting. Yes. Everything we've looked at and researched has been pretty fascinating thus far in this over a year yes, journey. It has. I know. So, and that's kind of the way it plays out. You know, we like, we both have different experiences in life to bring ideas to the table. Right. Mm-hmm. So if like, it's something Kelly knows more about, I'll research it a little extra and vice. And we, you know, we'll do research anyway before any episode, but um, if it's something that neither, you know, maybe it's something I don't know a lot about and I go dive into it and I'm like, whoa, it's just very eye opening and it's the whole con- committing to be a forever student and, you know, knowing that learning and growing should be part of like our days from here on out. Right. So, um, if you feel like you could grow in the area of sexual health, I hope this episode encourages that for you. Um, and then every episode that you listen to just has that little spark of, you know what? I've got some some action steps I can make around that and and just live a, a better life, you know, because um, that's really all we're out to do is to just you know bring some value so that you are not only entertained but also learned a little bit and um, just inspire you to take further action. Because yeah, you could listen to it all day long, but then if you're able to actually follow up and customize it to your life, your body, all of that, you're you're gonna win, and that's what we want you to do. So. Exactly. Okay, well, everybody, thank you for joining us. Have a great rest of your week. See you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This is Holistic Hysteria. Hysteria.